babes. Guess what? We have a new segment on the block. It is Wednesday, and that means that we are launching the newest segment of the Bay Bay of Podcasts called Women to Watch, where I sit down and chat with some of the most badass babes in their industry, babes that are blazing some trails, also some babes that are really just getting some shit done and following their dreams and jumping into their passion projects. So I'm so excited that you guys are here to listen on an additional episode this week. And uh, stay tuned and make sure to follow them on social media when you're done um, and give them all the support that they deserve. Thank you so much. And I can't wait for you guys to see who's up next. Welcome back, you guys. Hi, it's Jess. I'm your host of Women to Watch Wednesday. Um, my voice is trash. Not only is the girl that reached out to me on Instagram recently. Hi, Kels. And wanted to be on the pod. So I couldn't say no. She's like the cutest little spitfire I've ever freaking seen. Um, and so here is the first Women to Watch Wednesday live interview of 2023 featuring Finding Kels. Now, before I get into those luscious little details about Kels, I'm going to take this little snippet um, from her website, which I'll have in the show notes. Plus, I have a secret special announcement um, from her at the end of the episode. And you can find everything in the show notes. So before we hop into the interview, Kels is a perfect mix of jazz, pop, and soul. Her brash vocals and sultry style reflect the old school sound of some of her biggest influences. Miss Lauren Hill, Sarah Vaughn, Erica Badu, Adele, and Amy Winehouse with a profound lyricism to match. Born in Germany with military parents, she moved often as a child. By age five, she was living in Pittsburgh with her mother and her brother. Kels started writing songs at 13 years old. Growing up, she was heavily involved in choir, singing at church, and in jazz ensembles. Her debut EP, Slow Ride, released in November 2021, displays her unique vocal style and versatile songwriting. Kels debuted her original music at a series of festivals in Pittsburgh during the summer of 21, headlining at the Three Rivers Arts Festival, Millvale Music Festival, Picklesburg, and opened for Cat Wright on her fall tour at the Thunderbird Music Hall. In early 22, Kels released a series of live renditions of original music, most notably her independent release of Just Let Me Go, live at Kingfly Spirits, gained her over half a million views on TikTok and has been streamed over a quarter of a million times across all listening platforms. Her newest release, Be Fine, was featured in Earmilk and Newsweek, as well as on a billboard in downtown Atlanta. Kells has been based in Atlanta for one year and most recently held her first headlining show at Smith's Old Bar. The show sold out before doors opened and Kells is currently touring the U.S. independently. Interestingly enough, I'm out of town this week, so had I been available, I would be hunting this girl down because she is in Austin, not just for one show, but for two. Now, what's really cool about her first show is we'll get into those details in a little bit. Um, but I will have the ticket links in my bio. So all of my local girlies that are available this week um, and next week during South By, please, please, please go to the show, take some photos, send them to me because I'm going to have the absolute amount of FOMO. So without further ado, 
here is my first Women to Watch interview of the year, Miss Kels, and I'm so excited for you guys to learn more about her. So here she is. Hey guys, okay. welcome to the podcast. Jess here, as you know, your host of the Baby F podcast. And today, my first interview of 2023 is with this cute little Spitfire called Kels. So please introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kels. I am a singer songwriter. I'm based in Atlanta, but I'm from Pittsburgh originally. Super excited to be here to talk about my music journey. Awesome. My husband is a huge Steelers fan. So when we're done and I run in there and I tell him that you're from Pittsburgh, he's going to like you even more because I stalked you all weekend on Spotify oh <laughs> because obviously we like don't really Yay. know each other yet. And so I was like, yeah. I'm to figure out kind of if I can see like what she's about and what's happening. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, to be quite honest, I did not expect that voice to come out of your face. Oh my gosh, I get that a lot, which I'm actually really happy about. I kind of like that it's like a surprise, you know, (laughs) it's a nice surprise factor. It definitely like set you apart immediately that I was like, I need to follow all the things. I need to listen to all the shit. I need to know all the (laughs) ins and outs. So that's awesome. So you mentioned you're a singer-songwriter, Atlanta. So tell me, well, tell us um, a little bit about kind of how you got there. Yeah, well, my dad actually, he's not, he never pursued it formally, but he is an amazing singer. If you think I'm good, he's like amazing. (laughs) Um, He really got me my start in terms of just like planting that seed in me. Um, Both my parents were divorced when I was pretty young. And so I was like going back and forth between their houses a lot. And we would always have music on in the car. We would always be singing in the car. And that's kind of how we bonded. Um, and he's always been my biggest supporter and my biggest critic. So even when I started like singing publicly, like at 13, I was like super shy, but he'd be like, mm, you didn't hit that note, sweetie. That wasn't very good. <laughs> so I got used to like criticism and just, you know, honing my craft really early. Um, but by the time I was in high school, I was writing my own music. Um, I really started, I write it, I wrote in middle school, but like, I, I really like feel like they turned into songs in high school and middle school is more just like random melodies and stuff As middle school, um, your, like body and brain are all over the place <laughs> yeah and I would just like randomly wake up in the middle of the night and like have a pen and paper and just like write random stuff I can still remember some of the random melodies it's it's so weird but then in high school I um musical theater was really big in my high school and I just like never fit that mold so it was really it was kind of a discouraging time because that was what was praised if you had that voice if you had that aesthetic and all that sort of thing by the time I was a senior though I kind of realized like okay I'm just singing the wrong kind of music um my voice teacher at the time introduced me not really introduced me but told me I needed to pick a genre to focus on and I found jazz I'd always listened to jazz but I never kind of thought of it as a genre I should sing um and when I started singing that like listening to Sarah Vaughn Ella Fitzgerald like I just was like oh shoot like this is the music I should be singing so I did jazz for a very long time before I started really like releasing music that I'm releasing today that's kind of like my foundation that's awesome I love that you leaned into like the classical like vintage now like ballads back then because we don't know each other well but like I was born in the wrong era like, give me, like, half my closet yeah. vintage, like, 40s and 50s or, like, 70s. It's yeah, so exactly. Like, you don't it's, hear that very often anymore in, in music at all, which I think is awesome. It's coming back, though, I feel like. I feel like a lot of artists are starting to recognize, like, 
the value in putting those elements back into music. Yeah. If that makes sense. It literally is music. It's not just like, not to hone on any other like artists, but like it's musically talented in ways that you don't hear very often anymore. A lot of it yeah. is synthesized, remixed, like mashed together. And I feel like it has to be more of a melodic opportunity for you to be able to sing it out of your mouth like that, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And you just use your voice as like an instrument instead of just, you know, singing the words on the page. Yeah. That's awesome. So is music what you do full time? Um, so I have transitioned into basically full time. Um, my girlfriend and I, we started a real estate business in 2020. Um, so I was actually, I was doing music, I was doing that and I was doing other jobs as well. Um, but I have been able to transition to just doing that. We do Airbnb. So like we run Airbnbs and I'm able to do that remotely while I'm on tour and while I'm at shows. So that's what I do to kind of fund it right now. And then obviously I do music when I can, um, but it's basically turned into full time because we've kind of built the business to kind of run on its own at this point. Yeah. So it's been a long time coming, but I would say like finally this year, I feel like I'm doing music full time, which is great. Yay, I love <laughs> that. Like that. Yeah. That's awesome. You're like, yeah. I'm just going to do it. And sometimes like with the opportunity that's handed to you, you're like, okay, it may not be the exact right time, but it feels exactly. like there's a way to slide in a door real quickly that like I can really just kind of figure it out as you go or at least mm -hmm. have enough knowledge of what you're doing to be like okay I know what I need to do to make it work yeah. what we're gonna do moving forward and you know yeah it's kind of like <laughs> if you wait on the right time you might never do it yes there is never a right time let me tell you that never yeah. like this afternoon yeah. I was like I'm emotionally effed up I have to go for a run like I <laughs> like real estate, but I do sales for Zillow as my okay. job. And so right. at the, end of the month, like everyone's like, oh my God, oh my God. And I am in a spot where I'm okay. Like I'm not going to like lose yes. my sales job, but I like expect myself to do better. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah, the expectation yeah. of the month, I mean, there's still tomorrow, but like the expectation of the month is so interesting because you mentioned that like your dad kind of coached you. I grew up playing golf yeah. in high school and college and my dad tried to be my coach, but he is just like yours where no matter like how well I played, there was always something that was critiqued. And so I'm like, okay, that's probably like that, like Midwest, like yeah. East, like dad. Yeah. And you know, like, <laughs> yeah, they just want to yeah. raise like tro trophy children. Yeah. They just want to have trophy children. And I mean, that's, good but like sometimes you know me and my dad have a very like friend oriented relationship now and I'll just be like dad you're not my audience demographic so I didn't ask you if you like <laughs> yes last I'm time I checked you know 65 year old men aren't listening to my music so I no. don't care <laughs> it's funny it's funny like I haven't I graduated I went to college for teaching but I haven't taught since like 2005 and he's like when are you going to go do that again I'm like Oh my God. <laughs> I'm making more money now than I would as a teacher as far along as I would be in my career at this point. I'm still making more money and I'm happy. But he's like, so, I like how teacher sounds. I like how that sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And I'll be, I love the education system and it's very lucrative for um the aspect in which of the life in which the time in which I needed it but it's just not me anymore so I get it but I'm always like getting that random question like is that happening again I'm like no 
no no well that's what that's what almost any artist gets whenever they like decide to do it full-time people will be like well what do you do all day and it's like what do you, you do? think this music's just coming out <laughs> like, you're yeah. like you have to write a million songs to get to the to the right song so I yeah. just I think people have a different perception of work if yeah that makes sense like, yeah absolutely right so yeah you mentioned kind of some so have you always done jazz so that's kind of um I would say starting at 15 okay. that was kind of like the genre that I just like really dove into um and then in college I took kind of a I, I initially went to music school I went to a conservatory called Capital University it's in Columbus Ohio nice. um and I studied jazz full-time there I dropped out after the first year lived in Manhattan for a little bit with my aunt just like basically had an identity crisis <laughs> and like I just didn't know what I wanted to do with my voice and it was frustrating me because I didn't know if I wanted to be an artist. I didn't know if I wanted to be a producer. I didn't I didn't know yet. So I ended up just going back to Pittsburgh and studying business just because I knew it was something I could use no matter what I decided. I knew I wanted to do music. But I think jazz, I continued to do that through uh, college when I was studying business. And I think jazz just gave me a really good foundation of like making up melodies, you know, being able to, because I could scat, like being able to sing over any chord progression. And it just like, once I did decide that I was gonna write my own stuff, it just really helped me to be able to write super easily. That's awesome. So yeah. I know that a lot of independent artists like yourself, like they also do writing for others. Have you had an mm -hmm. opportunity to do that yet? Yeah, I have done. So actually last year was when I started doing that. It's um, It's an interesting process because you kind of have to take yourself out of the writing. Yeah. You have to take yourself out of the song. So you have to have a different hat on, in my opinion, because you kind of have to like be okay with that song doing whatever it does, even if it doesn't involve you, which is like a really hard thing. It was a hard thing for me to figure out at first because like that's kind of how I write. I write like for my own therapy. Yeah. So like to then be like, okay, they need a song for, you know, a happy scene where Johnny graduates college. I'm like, oh my God, like. It, but what it was Johnny a really good exercise, huh? So what does Johnny look like? Can you pay yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I did start doing that. It's just a long game, really, because, like, you send it off to get placed, and then, you know, it just takes time. It could sit in a library for a while. It could, you know, in five years, someone could call me, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got a song like, I don't know what I did there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I did start doing that, but uh, I prefer writing for myself. <laughs> yeah. I would want creative control all the time. So just kind of get Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel the same. That's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, as you know, this is the Babe AF podcast. So tell me, are there things that you do, maybe like a pre-show ritual or like on a list of things you have to do or, or say your processes of, of your day, like when you're going into a show or like just as a every day during the week, you know, because people think that you don't have a regular job. What does that kind of look like for you? Like what kind of propels you into getting into the space to be creative or um, even preparing for a show? Yeah. I mean, 
I think carving out the time to be creative is really important because I, for a very long time, kind of thought that I had to let its inspiration just hit me. I had to had like allow creativity to just hit me. And what I've realized over the years and what really helps me like kind of solidify my art is setting aside, you know, one to three hours, depending on the day. Sometimes it can only be one hour. Sometimes it can be three. Whether I'm writing, whether I'm editing song ideas that I did the day before, something related to kind of working that muscle every day really helps. And also figuring out the time of day that works. Like I realized later in life, nighttime is just not a time where I'm coming up with good ideas. Like I have to do it right after I work out in the morning. And that's another thing, definitely working out in the morning, you know, doing the creativity kind of after that piece before I've gone to social media, gone to like all of the filler that we put in our head every day, like doing those two things in the morning, kind of working out and, and writing like really helps me center myself. And then, you know, the rest of the day, no matter where it takes me, I already know I got two really big things out of the way. I got, you know, making art out of the way and, you know, my physical well-being, which really helps me to to stay creative. No, that's good. I love that you use yeah. one outlet to propel the other. I think that's really important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't do a very good job of like time management in regards to like taking that time because I'm always like I could be doing something else because I want to oh that's me. such a good point <laughs> I have that thought too fear of like the fear of like what if I don't like this what if no one else likes this what if this on the other but I think that what you're doing is good because I don't have a routine I literally gave up like this news button for Lent I'm not even a practicing Catholic anymore at to be honest, but I always do something for Lent and I've failed since last Wednesday. <laughs> Terribly. <laughs> I snoozed. I, I grew up Catholic too. Oh I like I snoozed this morning because I'm like, ugh, it's Monday. No, I used to two. tell, I used to, I used to tell my parents that I gave up being Catholic for Lent. <laughs> <laughs> and they would just be like, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I just hit the ring light. That's so cute and professional. I'm really proud of myself. Okay. Um, that's hilarious. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was now you can like use that line to think about how I was as a child. <laughs> Perfect. Too bad. I love it so Very much. Bad. So, um, being a songwriter, do you have like a hype song? Is there something that you turn on and it doesn't have to be like right before you write or get creative. Is there something that you always can be like, look, this is what is going to get me creative. It's going to wake me up in the morning. It's going to allow me to do what I need to do for the next one to three hours. Like, what is that for you? Um, Unfortunately, it's like anticlimactic because it's not like hype, but <laughs> I tend to just listen to artists that like really inspire me and kind of curate my own sound from that. Like I listen to a ton of Brandy Carlisle. I listen to a, a lot of like PJ Morton, Jasmine Sullivan, a lot of Amy Winehouse, a lot of just older artists too, like Chet Baker, like a jazz trumpetist, like but all of those things like inspire me to create something that's timeless. And that's like all I've ever wanted. So I try to listen to timeless 
music like at all times and I've really tried to like figure out how to like I feel like everything you listen to affects your creative mind so like I've tried to like stop listening to so much music that's just kind of noise because I used to do that even when I would work out just like something with like a hard beat or whatever but I've realized that it just makes everything more coherent when I listen to stuff that like I want to be Mm -hmm. or I want to sound like so I'm gonna go I mean if I have to pick something it's anything from Brandi Carlisle like literally just like she's my biggest inspiration so legit like she's amazing and I love I've I've listened to her for such a long time that I love the evolution of who she is now versus when I first started listening Mm -hmm. to her like 10 15 years ago I'm old I'm like in my 40s so like (laughs) I listened to her for such a long time before I even really knew like who she was what she was doing and like I love the evolution of of her as an artist I think that's really cool she I mean I started listening to her I was I was like maybe in third grade when I started listening to her like right when she started putting out music I feel like and I didn't even know what she was talking about because obviously like she writes about deep shit yeah but (laughs) you're like am I supposed to be I just knew that it resonated yeah I just knew it resonated with me and I knew she was singing from a different place than other people yeah you know what I mean so yeah no yeah I um when I was in college it was like the whole like first round of MySpace Napster like stealing like tunes from the internet and like I love to find people that my friends didn't know so like when they would come over to my house I would just have music on they're like who is this I'm like oh they're playing down the street at this coffee shop it was artists like um I don't know if I'm anywhere but like Dave Barnes and Matt Wirtz are artists that lived in Nashville but they write mm-hmm. for literally everyone. And so I used to see them at like a coffee shop down the street from my college. And now they've like produced all this stuff. And I'm like, man, I remember when yeah, we like face to face in a room of 10 people. Like, yeah, you were an early adopter. <laughs> I didn't even know it then, but here we are. It's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, now I'm excited that I can be an early adopter of you because yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, are you super excited about Austin? Have you ever been here before? I went once in 2014, but it was like a very short, like, I think it was like a three-day weekend trip. My mom just like had a conference there. So I just went with her and I feel like it would be so different now. I was like 17. So I feel like it's just going to be really cool to go back as an adult and as a musician, like a an actual artist. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be really cool. I mean, I I do remember just the vibe and the and the scene being really cool. I think we did go to a little bit of like a few live music events, but I'm really excited. And I'll be going um around the week of South by Southwest too. Yeah. My second show is on March 16th, so I'm hoping to catch some stuff for that too. That'll be fun. My husband and I like to do all the free stuff. Because, yeah, that's, well, what, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, because well, because we live here, and I'm like a lot of the people that are playing that aren't like you have to wait an hour to get into their shows. Mm. Are people that either are friends or are friends of friends that we don't know yet <laughs> that are mm. good. So we take like one day, and we like just walk through town, and because Austin in general is just a town where you can like walk into a random bar and see someone playing that you never have heard before, or like literally yeah. it could be like 
10 people in the room and you're just like, holy crap, this guy's awesome. And then you like develop those relationships because they're local, right? But something that South by Southwest I think is really cool is that it allows like both film and music at the same time, but also Mm -hmm. like for that same capacity to where you're like, hey, I need maybe some new inspiration and I'm here for as long as you are a week, roughly. Yeah. So that's really cool that you're going to have an opportunity to kind of wiggle around a little bit. I'm really excited. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, do you have any favorite like mantras or quotes that you kind of lean on as you're going through different processes of your life yeah. that kind of helped and propelled you into new spaces? I listen to um, a lot of mindfulness like podcasts and a lot of people that talk about mindfulness and just like um, routine and things like that. And I don't know if you know Sadhguru. He's he speaks. He's like a spiritual leader, but he like speaks a lot at just about like emotional intelligence and things like that. And one of the things that he said was, "If you resist change, you resist life." And I really like that quote. That's really profound. Uh, yeah. I'm ready for that. Yeah. <laughs> he he's he's really popular for um a lot of his like speeches just about like being happy that you woke up that day. Um, But he has a lot of really good talks just about change and like being okay with change and kind of about, you know, if you want everything to be stagnant and you want people to do what you want them to do, like go be friends with a dead person. Like that's the type of stuff that he'll say, you know, like he kind of puts it in his perspective. Like the beauty of life is change and the beauty of life is experiencing things, whether they're good or bad. So I try to think about that a lot just because I'm sure as you know, like this industry changes all the time and you might think it's for a bad reason in the beginning because maybe it's rejection or something, but it can be good as well. Yeah. I feel like there's always a lesson to learn no matter what or how you feel about it in that moment. Even if you like look back at something, you're like, I fucking hated what happened then, but now I'm here and I know like what to do different or how to navigate from that. So I, I really like yeah like learning you know not taking it as a bad situation but maybe just like a learning experience yeah love a curve (laughs) curveball wrench whatever you want to call it love that (laughs) um so as we're wrapping up today I'm so excited that I got to learn a little bit more about you so as you are playing in town next week and the week after will you please tell the people where you are playing and yes Sure. Um, so the first show is on March 8th. It's with So Far Sounds. So it is um, a secret pop-up venue. I think it is in downtown Austin. Um, but if you go to So Far Sounds website and then Austin, um, they have it on their website under March 8th. And then 24 hours beforehand, you get the show location. Um, but it's always a secret lineup in a secret location. So every show is is really cool because they do it in really like crazy venues that you wouldn't expect to be a yeah. music venue yeah okay. um I'm gonna need you to send me all the fun photos I will definitely send you I have a yeah. work trip on both days that you are here okay well any friends that you know that that yes. would appreciate I will make them all come yeah okay. all you hoes need to go I don't care if it's on a Wednesday I know you've drank- well I have my other one is March 16th and that is um at the hive oh yeah coffee yeah. yeah so it's um a showcase with quite a few artists um 
I think I go on at eight, but I believe it starts at seven and it's a free showcase. It's kind of like an unofficial South by Southwest showcase. Um, and I'm going to be performing with um, just a guitarist that I, I met uh, that performs in Austin as well. So that show I'll be performing some different music from the So Far Sounds set, but it's free and you just show up to the hive. That's awesome. I am yeah. so excited uh, to make my friends go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have them go and send you videos for evidence. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please send those. What is happening? Okay. Do you see my face right there? What is yeah, it's like going between your that was like in my head at the same time. Okay, there was like a really weird glitch just happened. Nobody can see it, I don't think. But I feel like our faces like morphed into one for a second. Cause it didn't it didn't look like me or you. I know. That was so weird. Maybe that'll be just like the blurb. <laughs> like the blooper. Like listen to this episode. <laughs> Please. Yeah. No, that's that was weird. I've never seen that happen on Zoom. Me either. It did it earlier today, like before you came on, when I put the ring light up there, it did it. Like, but it was like in Technicolor to where it was doing some weird things as well. Maybe it's a computer situation, not actually Zoom. Your Zoom, your Zoom is haunted. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Funny that you said that you listen to like things that inspire you during your workout. I listen to true crime so I can run faster. Really? Oh yeah. my god! So you can run faster? How much is this? That is yes, I must run faster. Oh my gosh, that's actually a great idea. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, Kels, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Tell um, everyone where they can find you on social yeah sure um so conveniently my instagram handle and tiktok handle is finding kels all one word and then underscore so finding and then k-e-l-s underscore all of my music is on spotify apple music it's capital k-e-l-s kels and then my website is findingkels.com i love it i'm so happy that we got to hang out today and then you were my first official yeah. the new year even though we're in almost march <laughs> yeah so it's still February. I know. <laughs> I know. We have one whole day. It'll be great. Right. No, so much. Do you have anything you want to ask me before you go? I wanted to know like where the name came from and like why you started the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I um, thought it was a super interesting name and concept. So. Um, I love the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people from Texas might love it more because like you don't cuss as much down there no i'm just kidding um yeah i'm a southern belle that's for damn sure um no i actually um used to sell makeup for a while and so i wanted something that was like a little edgy in regards to a community and so the concept obviously wasn't new to me because it was on the internet but i was like you know what uh, there's not a podcast by that name yet. So I took it and we're here. And this podcast has been around since 2019. Um, it'll be four years in November, which is awesome. Um, I used to have a great co-host, one of my best girlfriends, um, do it with me. Um, but the soul adventure has been very interesting to navigate um, yeah. all the things, which is so fun. Um, and so basically <laughs> I just wanted a space that literally like let women come in and chat about stuff that was like important to them. I love a celebration mm -hmm. with confetti. 
So there's yeah. always like a confetti corner. So do you have anything to celebrate this week as opposed to the fact that you're going to be in town and I'm not? <laughs> I mean, this is my first U.S. tour. So I'm hitting like five cities. So That's it's awesome. just a big deal. And I'm driving it all by myself. So, <laughs> Well, as someone yeah. who drove from Indiana to Oklahoma um, in December, it's boring. I'm yeah. proud of you already. And um, I recorded monologues along the way. I was like, I just saw the most random shit on the side of the road right here. For prosperity, <laughs> I wanted to keep it because I'd never done that before. So yeah, interesting to see what new music comes out from your travels. I know. No, I'm definitely going to write some songs on the trip. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much for hanging yeah. out with me today. Thank you. Before the end of the episode and the outro rolls, I just want to say thank you so much for Kels for sitting down with me last week. It was lovely to learn about you and get a little bit of an inside scoop on what you're up to. So like I mentioned before in the intro, if you're in Austin this week and next week and you have some opportunities to go see her, please do. I will have FOMO from Ohio and Indiana from far, far away. I love you guys and see you back next time. All right, you guys, thanks for listening this week. And if something resonated with you, feel free to reach out to me on socials at the Babe AF Pod. And don't forget to rate, review, like, subscribe, all the things on those platforms. I'm on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and I might even try out YouTube soon. So buckle up, babes, let's go. If you'd like to meet with me, have a coffee, plan an event have a confetti moment i don't know y'all feel free to do so through email at the pod at gmail.com i hope you guys have the best day and the best time today i can't wait to see you next time toodles